Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. And there we are. Peter Mingles, are you here? We are right here. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't miss this. Wouldn't miss this. No way. <laughs> so so it's it's a Monday and it's been very much a Monday and I'm Dawn Wright Oliveris, for those of you who don't know, and this is Peter Mingles and, and we show up here on Mondays in spite of Monday. Okay. And I am sure that there's a lot of people out there right now who are having a Monday that they're just here right now in spite of Monday. So um, <clears throat> my favorite ever Facebook post that I ever saw was a guy, David Adorno, said, Monday, I shank you. <laughs> and I liked it. Do you like that, Peter? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so how was your Monday? You know what? My Monday's my Monday. It's, it's, like, it's almost like every day for me. It's a little bit up and down, and you do the roller coaster, and when you deal with a lot of people, you get a chance to hear all their stories. Yeah. So there's only one consolation. If you have a really big organization you're working with, I've learned that life is a little bit like a bar magnet. Like if you've ever seen a bar magnet, like you got all the positive stuff over there and the negative stuff over here. So somebody in your organization is having a kick-ass day. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but anyway, they're having a sure. great day if you're having one of those Monday days. So I know what that's all about. Now, the cool thing is, is it ain't over till it's over, and when it's over, sometimes by the end of the day, some stuff happens. I used to call it Big Rock Park. So i got to share with you my Big Rock Park analogy. Ready? Okay. When I was in Illinois, we had a park. Can you guess the name of the park? Big Rock. Big Rock, yep. It was okay. called Big Rock Park. You know why? Why? There was a Big Rock Big in Rock. It? <laughs> Just a guess. Big Rock. And the kids used to call it Big Rock Park. So I, re- I remember they would climb on this big rock. Now you got to remember, this is like Illinois, and it was really not a park. It was a drainage ditch for like where the water would flow when they had a lot of water. But somebody must have found a big rock and left it in the middle of Big Rock Park, and it was like a big rock. And I said, life's a little bit like the big rock. If you if you think about it, if anybody's ever banged on a rock before, you can take your little hammer. And you can bang on it, and it almost seems like it bounces back at you. And then you keep hitting it, and 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 it just doesn't seem like anything's working. And all of a sudden, one time you hit it, and the whole thing cracks. <laughs> so life's a little bit like Big Rock Park. Sometimes you keep banging at it, you bang at it, you bang at it. Sometimes it bounces off at you. Sometimes it chips off at you. And then sometimes you crack the whole thing, but you never know. Was it the last one, the first one, or any of the ones in between? <laughs> So on these, like you might have a Monday, just think of Big Rock Park. Everything you do in a chip away at it is probably working. It's going to split on Wednesday. That's right. That's right. And there'll be a pretty geode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who knows what's inside? So that's my Big Rock Park analogy for Monday. <laughs> and it doesn't do well with life is also like a pizza because the pizza and the rocks don't really work together. No, it doesn't. At all. I'm the mixed metaphor kind of guy. <laughs> So just so everybody knows, Peter and I have a really interesting game that we're playing, and it's um, witness protection businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and, uh, it just reminded me with your little Luigi accent right there. Yep. <laughs> that, uh, um, Axel, are, are you available? What, what was it, Fat Tony's? Was it Fat? It was Fat Tony's. <laughs> I, I saw Fat Fat Tony's what? Oh, here he comes. Fat Tony's. Fat Tony's Barbershop. Fat Tony's Barbershop. No way. Wow. Fat Tony's Barbershop in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was a witness protection business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> unless, it's just a, unless it's a barbecue shop associated with that barbershop, <laughs> then it could be totally real. But Alex is totally going there. He's like, that's who's going to do it. The guy's in, uh, right? Didn't you say that, Axel? He said that him and the guys have been looking for a legitimate barbershop that they okay. needed to go to and that and with a name like Fat Ponies that has to be the man's man barbershop. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I hear you. 
Well, I re- for those people that it, when we talk about witness protection program, this is like a somewhat this is actually a true story, but somewhat unreal. Um, in where I live in Florida, there's a lot of people that come down from New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. And when I first came down here, we were really uh, excited about the pizza because it was actually New York style pizza. I grew up in New York and I liked the New York style type pizza. And we had a gentleman, true story, came down from the witness protection program. And of course, he wants to stay inconspicuous. So he opens up Goomba's Pizza. <laughs> Goomba's Pizza. <laughs> and, and of course, he hits on all the young women that he you know, hires, and he uh, winds up pistol-whipping uh, one of the local guys down here because they wanted a refund on the calzone. I couldn't be making this up. I couldn't be making this up. So if, you are, if you're a YouTube fan, go ahead. Go check it out, right? You'll check out our sources. You can go to Goomba's, <laughs> Goomba's Pizza. Pizza. So uh, Fat Tony's, they, they had to be cousins. <laughs> they must be. I'm telling you. Just a little bit on the crazy side. But <laughs> well, the, you know, yeah. i got to share something because Barb just joined us. Hi, Barb. Hello. And she told me about the coolest business ever that – I asked her and uh, Richard to go ahead and do a write-up on, but you got to hear about this, Peter. Tell tell Peter about this extremely cool business, Barb. It is a self-service dog wash. Um, self-service and dog wash, Peter. Okay. It's awesome. You, they have um, probably about ten separate stations with like tubs and they have like a a little lead that you hook your dog up to once they get up into the tub and they have directions on the wall of all of the steps to use and they give you everything. Um, they usually ask you, you know, what kind of shampoo do you want? Like is, does your dog have itchy skin? Does it seem dry? Is it extra stinky? And um, <laughs> they give you a basket with all of that stuff and brushes and all kinds of things to wash him, and you get to wash your dog and bond with them. And they even give you ear wipes, eye wipes. They give you everything, and they even have, like, dryers that you can use, like a like, almost like a vacuum dryer for your dog. And um, it's awesome. And they go by weight. It's generally, like, small, medium, large, extra large dogs. <laughs> it's really cool. You don't have to make an appointment. You just go there. So if you can't get in with a groomer and your dog stinks, you just go there and wash your dog. And you don't make a mess in your tub. Um, my so dog I, loves I that I said place. to her, first of all, that was a woman's business. I could tell. I'm like, um, that. that is a woman's business. A woman came up with that. And she said, it definitely is. So I was, and I said, you guys have got to do a write-up on that because, I'm I'm in Arkansas now and it's 25 bucks for all three of my dogs to go get baths once a week and you know I have losses and they have long hair and it's like it's a real chore like I mean doing all three of the losses takes us hours and hours and hours so this is totally worth the money I think maybe we get it for 40 for all three of them and when we have to do actual grooming it's about 80 bucks for all three of them but I mean we're talking like reasonable right but up in Connecticut we were spending I think it was like $125 per dog to get them groomed, groomed. So it was really super expensive up there. And, and Barb was telling me it's like 25 bucks, right? You can self-service. Yeah, for dog. my dog, it's $25. Smaller dogs, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, he's about 90 pounds right now. When he gets to his full grown weight of 150 pounds, <clears throat> it'll cost me more money. But it's completely worth it, <laughs> and he I just loves that to was go. So cool. That is, isn't that cool, Peter? You know what? I was just thinking about the therapy that all the other dogs need that just get thrown in the bathtub or thrown in the pool. Or <laughs> come on, come on, you scroungy mutt! Let's get the hose. You know, cold water. What the heck? <laughs> yep, and they're like, oh, I want to go to the doggy was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. I just thought that was a really neat idea. You know, there's not too many things that impress me, like, wow, but we need an article on that and how she came up with that idea. Because, quite honestly, as, as somebody with three three losses, they take forever, forever. If And I would have done it. I would have done it up in, up in Connecticut. I would have done that for sure. 
So, so yeah, I, so it's let's great. give this person some advertising, I guess, because I can't imagine where it would be. So where is this? Like, it's got to be Manhattan, like on Fifth Avenue or something no, like that. No, no. It's so in Bethel, Connecticut. It's a What's new the name of the place? Bethel, Connecticut, and it's Agua Dog. Oswood? Agua. Agua. So it's bilingual, Agua too. Agua Dog. It's bilingual, Agua. too. Yeah, so you can learn Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Axel, are we rolling rolling some time or should we keep chatting here? I think I think Axel got distracted. <laughs> crazy. Well the the neat thing is entrepreneurs are alive. And the cool thing about that little story is though like guys like me with black labs or yellow labs or dogs that run in the dirt all the time, we ain't really thinking about the lopsolopsis, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but you bro, can't even say it. Lopsolopsis. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Trying to be polite, like the broom handle that's upside down. You can't see his eyes. <laughs> and they can't bite you because their teeth are recessed into the. You know, give me a dog that can kind of hurt that kind of thing. <laughs> they, but they are cute. I've seen those three. And they, they are, are very cute. They are cute. really cute. So I could definitely see how I would be attached to one of those things. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when they get dirty and they love dirt, I don't know what it is about louses, but they like to eat dirt. And they end up with these big, long mud dreads hanging from their bottom lip. <laughs> and they're, like, committed. Like, Chelsea Chelsea actually went after an upside-down, or excuse me, a several-day-dead armadillo. And I wasn't here for the cleanup on that, thank God. Dan was here alone, so he had no choice. And uh, she came back from the groomers, ran over to the dead armadillo, jumped upside down on her back, and ground it all into her back because if there is some funk to be found the lasses will find it and so my groomers do get their their work in and and i would i i've had plenty of occasions i've needed that dog wash that agua dog (laughs) yes it's awesome it's great and my my dog loves going there yes they get excited for something (laughs) okay axel says we have one minute Let's go ahead and roll it, shall we, Axel? I don't think he's paying Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level... For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. Okay, so since we've been so completely on topic, I figure I should just throw out there what we said we were going to talk about this week. And it does have a lot to do with, like, all sorts of people have all sorts of businesses. But right this week, we're talking a little bit about home business and how to set up a home business and a home office. Because a lot of people think it's like this really big deal, Peter, and I, and I know that they think this. And and Barb has, you know, she's been she's worked for me from home in the past, and she had some things that she needed to set up. And and everybody has stuff when they they decide they're going to either work from home in a job that they can work from home. You know, there are people who go ahead and do inbound call centers and things with their Skype and their headsets at home. They have a home office. Um, or they're going to choose a home-based business and they're going to go ahead and roll out a home business. Other people have a business that they go to. They set up a, a business outside their home, but they still need to set up their home because if you are a business owner, you are working at home. <laughs> it doesn't matter where your job is, you're working at home. So why don't we go ahead and get into a little bit about that, Peter? Like, What do people need when they're setting up? 
you know, I'm glad we had the little conversation we did because as there's many, you know, how would we say opinions about, you know, dogs or businesses or whatever, there's probably that many variations of what a home-based business might look like for you. So if you've never done anything like this before, here's some guidelines or maybe some of the things that I've found, the shortcuts, if you will, of like, what is it like? What kind of equipment do you need? Um, what are the uh, inner workings of some of the other things that you need. So we'll talk about domain names and we'll talk about internet hosting and we're going to go from hardware to software and a few other things as well. So as we kind of get started with this, of course you decide that you want to do something from home. If we had Bob the tax guy on the other line, <laughs> he'd probably say it would be really kind of smart if you had something with a door, you know, that you can lock up and then just say, this is my home-based business, as opposed to maybe just a kitchen table in front of anything or a snack table that you move from room to room. So for the tax purposes of it, you probably need something with a door, windows optional, but that you would designate for business mostly. Now, if your little lopsu-opsu kind of thing kind of crawls under the desk, that's okay. If it's just passing through, chasing after a little kitten, then that's okay as well. But it probably needs to be a designated spot. So you could use your home office business deduction as well. And, for instance, it might be X percentage of your home, and you might have some other places for storage, but you're probably going to have some basic stuff. Basic stuff meaning a place for you to be able to sit and maybe write on. Dawn, my first home office, when I first decided to start my company, was actually in my garage. So I had a workbench and no chair. I had a workbench <laughs> and no chair and a telephone extension. So that's how I got, that's how PM Marketing got started. It started off with the idea. We had bought a home without the intentions of me having a home office, so all the, all, everything was used. And when I decided I was going to be able to work from home, I took my workbench that I had built, I grabbed the phone line, and I figured I was going to be able to stand in an unconditioned, unair-conditioned garage in Florida. And it was hot. Let me tell you, it was hot. So that was the beginning of my home office. Now, I needed to have some hardware. And now that the Internet is around, and a lot of people do stuff on computers, way back when I first got started, it was the phone, you're probably going to need, you know, your phones, um, your computers, we'll talk about modems and things a little bit like that as well. But let's talk a little bit about your phone for a second. So, Don, you can chime in at any point over here. Um, but my version of my phone is, wait a minute, I'm also using this in my house as well. And for me, unless I'm face-to-face, belly-to-belly, or on the phone with somebody relative to a customer in my business, I'm really not working. So I needed to go cordless. So for me, my phone was or is still a cordless phone with a wired headset up on top. So I have like a little cordless phone from any brand, doesn't really matter for me. I had to worry about the megahertz or the whatever kind of kilowatts these things take because <laughs> they've evolved where like they somebody used to turn on the microwave and I couldn't hear myself if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Or or there were other things that were connected, like, you know, my cell phone if it was too close. But they've kind of graduated through the latest and greatest things. So you probably don't want to go to a garage sale and buy one. You probably want to get something that's more current relative to the technology because there's a lot of wireless things going around nowadays. But for me, I needed hands freedom. And that hands freedom for me came in the form of a headset that I didn't have to kind of like rest my against my shoulder because then I would need a chiropractor and something that I could probably throw on my belt like with a belt clip and then I could do my kids chores while I was working in my business as well so any anybody who's ever worked with me probably has heard me do a lot of things that someone would normally do at their home whether it's washing <laughs> floors doing laundry and occasionally dropping it in the pool <laughs> For sure. And, you know, I can say that, you know, back in the day, it used to be really challenging to be able to afford this kind of stuff, but it's gotten really super cheap. And, uh, you know, Barb is in the process right now of putting together a bunch of stuff. But right now, I mean, I'm looking at uh, one of the things that's going to be going up in our store is an entire Novatel wireless system. So we're going to be putting a bunch of this stuff up into the resources section of the dash radio.com which is going to be up this week so you guys will be able to go ahead and browse around and see some of this stuff but 
Guys, it's gotten so cheap to go and and stock up your home with technology with with your home office with technology. Um, you can go ahead and get you know something with three different handsets for a hundred bucks for your telephone. So you have um, extensions all over the house, so you don't have to go running around crazy. There's all my phone side. Can nope, you guys hear me? You're here. Oh no, it's your phone that died, Axel. Axel just ran in and said that my phone died, but it was his phone. <laughs> hey, let, me, let, me, let me share with you just a little bit of teasing relative to this cell phone, this uh, cordless phone thing. Mm-hmm. They don't, so I'm like lecturing you now in reference to like as if you were my family. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have nuclear-powered batteries. They occasionally <laughs> have to be placed into the headset. Like they you do. have to kind of – they can't be they left do. wherever they are. Because they will go dead over time. <laughs> I've heard. But, I mean, even a laptop is really cheap now. I mean, they're not the greatest, but you can get one for two, three hundred bucks over at Walmart. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, back in the day, we were all like limping along, going, "We can't possibly afford that kind of technology." And now they've really made things super affordable for the home office, which is super cool. Right. So. Cordless, if you want to go cordless, not everybody's the same, like we talked about, you know, the way you might bathe your dog or whatever else might be going on. So I always like to have a cordless phone, like you had mentioned, to summarize, with several headsets. This way you can leave them in different and various places. And you can, if you're on the phone, let me tell you, you're going to go through them. And some of the things that I've learned is that uh, expensive isn't always necessary, mm-hmm. necessarily better. I could deal with a... $20 headset as much as I can deal with a $150 headset. And if you're really rough on stuff, you're going to mm-hmm. drop it, you're going to catch it on, and if you're using it, you're going to catch it wherever you go. So I can't tell you how many times I've pulled headsets out of cordless phones and kind of broken them over time. So for me, if I could find a halfway decent $20 one, $25 one, because I go through about one a month, um, on all the different things that I do, it seems to work pretty well. And I finding agree. the right combination is probably the quest for the Holy Grail mm-hmm. because you'll never find them at exactly the same place. The retail stores have a tendency of kind of changing models or changing their suppliers, so you might need to double up on your favorite headset and find one that really I'm, works for you. I'm going to back you on that. And if you find something that fits in your ear when you're when you're fitting those earbuds into your ears, you got to find the one that works, the one that fits in your ear, that doesn't give you ear pain, and buy 10. Don't buy two. <laughs> if you're like me, you got to buy 10 because you're going to go through them and you're going to lose them and they're going to drop off. And then the next thing you know, you can't find the same one ever again. So this is like just, Barb, do you agree? I absolutely agree with that. Anything in specific in your home office that's just a have-to-have? Um, a comfortable chair. Oh, yes. Just just a really good space that you feel good in. I would that, agree. That makes and, you happy with things that you love. I have a lot of things that are like my favorite things in my office. Absolutely. And one of the things that I just got that I have to say is the coolest thing since sliced bread, Alex got it for me for Christmas. Not Axel. He wouldn't be so thoughtful. But Alex, <laughs> Alex got me. <laughs> This really great desk, and it's actually a wheeling desk. It's a laptop desk, and the part that my laptop sits on, it swivels up and down, and it can go under, like I can sit anywhere I want. I can sit down on a big beanbag chair, and it goes down to the ground. I can sit on my office chair. It can go up to there. I can go into my bed and put it next to me, and it slides similar to a hospital table bed, but it's actually made of really nice oak, and it has a place for my drinks, and then it has the swivel portion for my laptop. It's my favorite new gadget. So I'm going to brag on it a little. I'll actually take a picture of it and throw it up there, and we'll find one. We'll put it up into the resources on the store because it is the coolest find, I think. Um, it's it's my favorite, favorite new thing that I found for Office. Okay. Excellent. So you know we do have contrasting styles every once in a while. Yes. So let me give you the guy's desk. Okay. I needed something really big and really long because I just <laughs> needed stuff. So my guy's desk was a folding table. Still is. It's always worked, really worked well for me. I needed it flat. I needed it really long because something's got to fit three computers under it, a laptop over <laughs> here, and a couple of different monitors. 
and they don't have to be color-coded, and they don't have to match. So for me, that's like my style. That's the cool thing. Now, I've seen some other people, Don, where their home office looks a little bit like a Best Buy. I mean, it's got stuff all over the place and three tiers worth of things. And if you're a stockbroker and you're looking for all those things, that's fine. But i got to draw the line in one thing that you said. What? There's, there's a three-foot rule that we all know in – um, recruiting, like you're supposed uh-huh. to talk to anybody within three feet in front of you. Uh-huh. But there's a liquid rule that I have that I hold near Absolutely. and dear to my heart. Absolutely. And okay, is, so it's oh, my water oh. bottle with a cap <laughs> on it is all that sits next to my computer. Okay, I'm even tighter than that. I'm tighter <laughs> than that. <laughs> I have okay, seen so let me, let me share with you, though, it is really the coolest thing because I have always been one of those people that breaks my neck and breaks my back the way that I sit with my laptop places, and this keeps me absolutely sitting at the right space, like ergonomically correct no matter where I am. And for somebody, like, I have all these joint problems. I've got neck problems. I've been sitting at a desk for way too many years. And so I always, and people make fun of me that know me well, they they say I work supine because I'm always lounging back and then I have my laptop on my lap. And A, Macs run really hot, so I burn my legs. And then I'm all like, oh, i got to get out from under this thing. And then I'm I'm hunched over, you know. So this has kept me absolutely correct. And my massage therapist thanks me. My chiropractor thanks me. So I think <laughs> that has nothing really to do cool. with water on anywhere near your computer. i no. got to pull rank here. This is the three... <laughs> This is the three-foot rule relative to liquids and electronics. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. You can, I doubt is, it. This is for the guy or the gal that wants to wear suspenders and a belt. I mean, they <laughs> really just want to make sure. You're, if, if this is a rule that I have. Your, <laughs> well, your liquids have, you could have your top in any whatever, but they have to be on something that's independent of the surface where you have everything else. Okay. So when and if it spills. There is no connection between where it's got to flow on the floor, not across the desk. That's I can, right. I, I'm telling you, I just pull rank there. So for all those I, people, I completely agree. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And you like nothing, not even bypass it. Three feet away, at least, there should be a buzz, a buzzer anytime any anybody time anybody violates the three foot <laughs> rule relative to liquids and computers. And and anyway, so anyway, that's just a little bit of fun stuff. But let's face it, you're going to use your thing, you're going to use your computer as well as whatever you're doing. We're going to take a commercial break, I think, pretty soon. Axel's going to be spinning some discs, and we'll give you some other gems of stuff that usually no one ever talks about relative to what it's like to run a home-based business. So, Axel, give it a whirl. <laughs> Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And yes, Barb, that was Axel. <laughs> Axel is our new he's our new sound guy and uh he, he does some of the voiceovers on our commercials. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, yes. So Peter. Yes. Back to the three foot roll. Oh yeah. Like I lose my mind. Somebody hovers around my computers with anything liquefied. I just kinda of lose they could they could do anything except for that. Like but anyway but, the, but those are the real sincere stories. The next thing is gonna be okay, so we talk about hardware. You're right, Dawn. The um the costs have gone down considerably. Chances are you can buy a halfway decent phone or sets of a couple of different phones, um, for less than a hundred bucks. 
And if you're looking for stuff on sale, you know, because you, if you're hard with your equipment, you can probably find something like that. And your batteries are probably going to last you anywhere from six months to a year. So, you know, those are just necessary costs. And if you want to save some money on sometimes rechargeable batteries, I find my best deals on eBay, as I find a lot of other things on eBay as well. So headsets, you have to do something where you can return them, because most of the time they won't work the way you want them to. They just won't be the right combination for the phone that you're using, or when you plug it in, it might reduce your volume a little bit. So you'll always be on the constant and never-ending quest for the perfect headset and cordless phone opportunity. Now along the lines of computers, you might have a desktop, you might have a laptop, you might have an iPad, and different people probably have different preferences. As you start to grow in your business, you might find, like I did, that actually having two or three computers on my desk separately might actually work. Now, some of you guys are really techie savvy, and I'm not. So I can have three separate computers kind of laying on the desk or laying on the bottom, a couple of different monitors. And what I do find is it's really comfortable for me to start typing on one, maybe get distracted, or maybe the phone rings and i got to go to another one, and I find that that has really, really, really helped me. And I found some, because I duplicate everything that I do with the people that work for me, I'm always looking for good deals. And you can find some halfway decent deals of used computers or refurbished computers on eBay. And for 100 and a quarter, 150, you can pick up a halfway decent extra tower. And now um, monitors are almost, you know, so inexpensive. It's probably better to buy new than used. And you can pick up a halfway decent monitor for 100 bucks, 120 bucks, or something like that. Maybe even a little bit less if you're looking for discount, uh, for discounts. So, Dawn, I'm mostly a desktop user, and when I travel, I have to grab my laptop. Now, what about you? I am I, I I actually first of all am completely Apple. I am one hundred and fifty percent if Apple has it, that's what I do. Um after million years with PCs and going through them like water and having viruses and having the headaches of the PC, I completely converted because of Alex. Um and I watched him use this tiny little Mac for um for all around the world and and it never had a glitch, and it never had a virus, and there was no such thing as a virus for Mac. And I thought, wow. And so I made the transition, and I'm I'm very difficult about transitioning. So making the transition over to Apple products was a huge decision for me. I was a nervous wreck about it, and the sticker shock was incredible. I mean, like what I would pay four or five, maybe $1,000 for top-of-the-line PC laptop um, was like, two to three times that in Apple. But I found places that I could buy refurb, which was incredible. Um, there's a place called Mac of All Trades, and um, I fell in love with them. Danny showed them to me. And I, I found out that I never had another virus and that my machines were lasting me four years, and I was giving them away to my kids, and they would use them for another one, two, three years and still haven't killed them. So I, I really have to put in a plug for um, Apple hardware because I've never, ever experienced what I've experienced with their technology in their hardware category as far as quality and endurance and the ability to do what I can throw at it. I have 17 windows <clears throat> open at all times. Um, I'll have Photoshop. I'll have um, uh, something to make web pages open. I'll have all of this stuff, my mail programs and my calendars and Skype and Oh, and two different browsers with 10 or 15 tabs in them sometimes, and it, it doesn't even hiccup. It's like I didn't even tell it to turn on. And I have crashed every PC I have ever, ever used, so that's my plug for Apple. And I don't even, I don't have an affiliate agreement with them. I just think they're the best technology hardware out there. Um, as far as it goes, I carry both with me, and the beautiful thing that has been invented that has saved me because I love my laptop. I always have it with me wherever I go. I do have a desktop, and I did I did say finally yes and got one about a year, year and a half ago, and I love my desktop, and I have all my monitors, and I can really sit down and work for hours and not be straining my eyes. And But the problem, Peter, and what the, the invention that has saved this problem was always that I never had the same files on my laptop that I had on my desktop and vice versa. And keeping them to like so that they were all up to date 
and um, always being able to work on the same documents, no matter which machine I was working from, was always such a problem. And this invention of the cloud and programs like Dropbox have saved my life. So I have to put in a plug for for Dropbox. If you guys don't have it, it's free. You can upgrade, of course, but it's free. Head on over to Dropbox.com and um, and and check it out. And actually, I'm I'm going to make sure we put it up on the blog, so that um, because and when you refer people, you get free space from them. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. They've they've put the the network. Uh, or the the marketing aspect of it, the word of mouth in play, so you don't even have to upgrade your your account. You can just tell other people about it and get more free space from them. Yeah, Dropbox has been a wonderful thing for anybody that's sharing files. So that seems to, and I'm, I'm sure there's a hundred different services like that, but we found one that works, so we might as well stick with it. Mm-hmm. And there, and it's really good. Now the other thing too that I had found as well relative to communicating amongst your machines is when you might be traveling or when you might be away. I use um, Go to My PC as one. Now, this isn't necessarily the least expensive one, but I use Go to My PC if I happen to be at an event or I'm away from my desktop and I need to get something in that machine. Go to My PC is one of the services that I use. And I know there's a lot of other ones and people have their preference. Um, but for the 9.95, I think they run a special or 19.95 a month. It has been the best 20 bucks a month, so I never have to worry about carrying all my hardware with me wherever I go. The only challenge is you just have to make sure you leave it on and that you shut off for all those PC users the <laughs> automatic updates that will automatically reboot your machine when you're not around cuz somebody <laughs> has to be there to push that button. So I don't know who is the genius that invented that feature as a default, <laughs> but make sure you shut off that feature because the last thing you want to do is realize that someone's got to be there still pushing the button. So these are the cool things that, Don, allow you to be able to work in your home office but also work outside of your home office and make communicating so much easier. So we spoke about hardware so far, um, like whether it's a desktop or a laptop and the different brands. We, we spoke about hardware like computers. What other stuff do people need to well, kind of furnish their home office? This I don't think that you can actually, especially if you're in networking, like in the network marketing arena, to try to do this without an iPhone is absolutely okay. iPhone changed my world, and I already said that I've been Apple converted, but I'm going to tell you that when I came back into the country and I started to network market. And I had all of these people that I had to try to tie into each other. And I, I had my Apple, my Apple laptop and my Apple telephone. And not only was it talking to each other and syncing with each other, so all of my contacts with, that were on my phone that I was putting in on a daily basis were backing up to my computer as with all the information was going back and forth seamlessly. But, Peter, I could actually make a three-way telephone call. So I could call you, Peter, and then I could three-way telephone call Barb, right? That's nothing special. But what would happen is Alex would call, and I could merge him into an already existing call. And I think I can do that in up to five lines. So, you know, I've never seen anything quite so magical for a network marketer um, and so I'm specifically talking to network marketers, people with a lot of, of telephone volume where you're bringing multiple people onto the line instead of having to drop and head on over to what was my other most favorite thing is freeconferencecallhd.com. Um, so freeconferencecallhd.com, so we're in the phone space now. If you have you know, lots of meetings, you guys are hopping on cause we, and we use Skype, right? But maybe you have multiple people, you have to have five or ten people hop onto a call, or maybe you just want to go ahead and have everybody call into a single bridge line instead of having to three-way call people all over the place, and you want a little bit more um, reliability than you get on a voice over IP like Skype. Um, and people can also call in from Skype on Free Conference Call HD. I think they're probably one of the best free products. I, I don't even look anywhere for my conference call software. Even when I've got plenty of money to pay for it, I still use Free Conference Call HD. They've been a great and a reliable vendor for a really long time for a lot of people. So yep. there's lots of them out there, but they're a good one. I um, sometimes use 
freenet.com, which seems to be pretty reliable. And the neat thing about these things, Don, is those services, they allow you to have the functionality that most of us would be very willing to pay 100 200 300 bucks a month for. Mm-hmm. You can record, you can replay, you can do a whole bunch of stuff with unlimited use. And just for anybody that ever wanted to know how those companies make money, I won't go through the technical things because I don't think I know it technically, but the person who is receiving the phone call, somebody's got to pay a little bit of money, fractions of a cent, for that connection to be done. So those companies like Free Conference Call want you to have hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people because they make a couple of pennies or fractions of a penny based on that call being terminated in a local market, and that's how they make their money. So if anybody's ever wondered, like, how are they doing this, that's one of the ways that they do it. Plus, they also usually have corporate customers that do pay prices that we have figured out how not to pay for. And as a result of, as a result of that, they're making some of their money on their corporate accounts as well. Absolutely. But good business, great people. Now, you mentioned something about three ways. For everybody that might be not familiar with how this works, uh, it, it has nothing to do with what you might be thinking about. Because <laughs> a three-way call is like when you go get someone else over the phone. And you have to watch out because your phone company will allow you to do it. So if you go hit your flash or your talk button, most of the times you'll hear beep, 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 like fast, like beep, 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 beep. And then you can dial someone else. And when you hit flash again, you'll be connected. That's the way it works on most phones. But if you don't have three-way service on your account, it could cost up to, for me, it's $2 per three-way call. Oh, my. $2. Now, how do I know it's $2 per three-way call? You got the bill. Yes. So here's the (laughs) next rule. Even though you ask for it, doesn't mean the phone company representative will give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So almost an unspoken rule. So for all those phone company people that will admit to this but probably send me hate mail, (laughs) don't be surprised if the phone company representative put the order through the right way to give you all the services that you asked for, but somewhere down the line something happened. Because I can very rarely tell you how many times I've ever switched my phone services where the bill I got was correct. Matter of fact, I don't think it's ever happened. Every single time I've ever changed anything, I've always had to call and make an adjustment. So you better write down your notes, better write down who you spoke to, better clarify as many things as you possibly can. Because for people like me and people like yourself, Don, who do a lot of three-way communication, at two bucks a pop, the bill can give you a heart attack. <laughs> Barb, before we take our break, anything? Um, no, no, okay. I agree with all of that. All right, I know I you're an avid Skype too. user as well. <laughs> no, I know that you're also an avid Skype user, and um, you know if you're if people are traveling <clears throat> all over the world, you can you can hop on Skype. That's S K Y P E dot com. That's Sam. Kangaroo Yellow Peter Edward Skype dot com. Um, it's a fantastic service. It's free. It's peer to peer VoIP sharing, and um, you can do you can do multiple people in chat rooms. You can go ahead and do video as an upgraded feature that you pay for. You can go ahead and check this out. But Skype dot com will allow you to go ahead and call anywhere in the world that has a Skype to Skype. Um, all Skype to Skype calls are free. And um, and it really is a fantastic thing. And Free Conference Call HD allows you to call into their numbers from Skype, so you can actually um, participate in conference calls that use uh, Free Conference Call HD. <laughs> I think that's a shut up, Don. It's time for it. That is. I think we're commercial breaking your way out of the little <laughs> Skype thing. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. 
You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And now, back to the show. <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you a realistic situation with Skype when you're okay. talking about stuff. Um, I have a customer that's in Australia. So, I, you know, you have to dial a series of numbers, and I use AT&T which is a great company, by the way, for all those people that are planning on suing me from AT&T. So you'll hear it right there. Great company, great company, great company. <laughs> but what happened was I, I called them up and I said, what is the rates for me to call Australia? Um, because some of the people that I work with in other countries, they figure out my Skype thing, and then we talk, you know, through the microphone on the computer, and it was 2 bucks a minute, $2.08 a minute for me to make the phone call, and then $2.08 a minute for every minute after that if I had the rates right. And I'm like, forget that. I'm just going to email and tell her to call me up on Skype. So Skype is that thing that's done on the computer um, that saves people a lot of money as they communicate. There's a couple of things I'm going to talk about, some of the mechanics of stuff relative to computer and the phone. Your computer microphone is very, very, very sensitive. So the headset and the computer microphone is super sensitive on your computer, whereas on your phone it's a little bit more forgiving. And what I mean by that is, for all you guys that say, I think I want to do this whole thing for my computer, we can hear your nose hairs breathing in the wind. (laughs) Yes, we can. Yes. Even if you're calling in from a foreign land, it's incredible. (laughs) The quality of the the quality of the stuff coming out of that microphone. So for all you guys that want to type or all you guys that want to chew and all you guys that want to do whatever you want to do on those calls, remember if you're on your microphone on your computer, the headset specifically, that that thing is really sensitive. So the sensitivity of those things is certainly worth noting. So find where your mute, mute. button is. Yep. Yeah, find where your <laughs> mute button is. Because I ain't kidding. There, there's some, you know, you can, you, you know, you hear some people kind of breathing, and I'm like, it's funny when we do a call, we say there's somebody breathing into the microphone, and then they stop. Yeah. And you know that they have to start breathing again eventually. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I can yep. just imagine what they're doing on the other end. They're turning purple <laughs> and blue and sitting on their microphone, I don't know, unplugging <laughs> stuff. I don't know what they're doing. Just find out where the mute button is on your microphone. Yes, and to avoid brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, so uh, on the telephone thing, though, everybody needs to know, you know, there there are always other services out there. You know, we're here talking about the stuff that we've known, come to know and love and rely on. You know, you might have something that you think is way better, and if you're comfortable with it, use it. It, This isn't a pitch to do something else. But what I can tell you about Skype is that I've seen some really successful networkers utilizing Skype to meet people and to prospect for their businesses. So if you do decide you want to go ahead and, and, and graze what Skype has to offer, um, you might want to look into some of those things because I have not personally done it, but I have watched some really, really spectacular networkers utilizing it for a great deal more than just conversation, chat, and, um, and you know, videos. I think that people have have done a great deal with it because you can create chat rooms for up to 300 people, and so we've used them for our businesses. I mean, my last business, we had 15 different company rooms. Everybody was utilizing Skype. So, I mean, it it has real strong legs, and and it can take you you places that I can't even tell you about, but it's definitely worth checking out. Now, with the good, sometimes comes the bad. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be something that can be managed because once you start giving your Skype ID out, then mm-hmm. chances are people are going to try to communicate you, with you in that fashion. And sometimes people don't really know that you might be in the middle of doing something, so they're Skyping and they're expecting like a pen pal 
instantly, <laughs> and sometimes you just can't be doing that. Like we're on a radio show, I can't be sitting here addressing all the situations of the things just because I'm on Skype. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a neat dynamic. And then there's and go ahead. Oh, okay, and you need to make sure that you turn it off every day. Um, what we found out about Skype when we were not doing that um, was that the longer, the more hours you keep your Skype on and connected, the more the peer-to-peer network will rely on your internet connection. So that's why it can be free. It's all peer-to-peer, and yes, the people who pay cover the people who don't, but the peer-to-peer network relies on everybody's internet connections, and so the longer you leave yours on, the more it will use your internet connection. So make sure that you turn it off every single day, at least for a few hours, go to sleep, turn it off, and then turn it back on when you get up in the morning, or you're going to find that you have used an awful lot of your data um, by supporting the peer-to-peer on Skype. Let's talk about data for a second relative to your computer and something relative to hardware as well. Um, I know when we first got started with this whole thing, we were on dial-up, and, you know, you heard that little AOL sound <laughs> when it was, you know, do 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 and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a little fax tone. So, <laughs> you know, where you push a button, go paint the house, come back, just about reloaded. <laughs> so it's changed, right? Now you have DSL. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be speaking to the less techie of us for sure, because I am more less techie than I am very techie. I've had to learn this stuff on my own. So you have lots of ways to get faster speed. Sometimes the speed can actually go through your phone line, and that's DSL, and they have different versions of whatever it might be, and then it could come through your cable line, like your television. And then it can come through the satellite, and then what else? Now it can come wirelessly, however it might be coming. And there's different ways to do different things. But remember, they're all, if you will, uh, they're limited to a certain extent, and you might be sharing those resources with other people, either in your community or maybe even your home. And then there's a difference between wired and wireless. So I'm going to give you the golden rule. If you could be wired go wired. If in the same place you could do either wire or wireless, do wired. Plug it in. Um, Even though you can, the wires seem to transmit things a lot faster most of the time. Next, keep any wireless things away from your wireless things. So separate them by distance if you can. Next is realize that those modems that they built weren't designed for like 10,000 contraptions to be on them in a wireless fashion. So what you might also find is like, for instance, with someone like you, Don, you come into your home and then you have all these guys and gals, right, using their computers, and then they come in with their iPad, which is another wireless device, their smartphone, which is another wireless device, and then all of a sudden things start freaking out or dropping connections. So you have to remember that these things just don't pop up. It's not like when I was joking about, like, the nuclear fusion that must be going on in that cell phone battery. No, these are real things that have tangible limitations. So you can't have your kids, you know, downloading porn at the same time as you're trying to do a conference (laughs) call on Skype. (laughs) Good point. Very good point. So if your connection drops, (laughs) you might also want to check your kids' computers. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, these are all real stories that happen with real people that are working from home. <laughs> Barb, you doing okay over there? Just just checking, Barb. You <laughs> <laughs> threw me with that one a little. <laughs> Sorry. But if you're getting some interference, it could be it could be Johnny. <laughs> Or all the other things that they do. There's some pretty heavy-duty gamers out there, you know, and their kids are doing stuff like playing games or video games or downloading movies and all those types of things. There's just so much stuff that comes into your Internet connection. Any or all of those things might be variables. Or depending on the community you might be living in as well, you'll notice that as the kids are coming home from school and people coming home from work that your Internet connection goes down, meaning like it slows down and things along that line. So it might not be you at all. So those are just some of the things about working from home. And there's certain limits. Um, and what I also find, Don, I think if you're working like really like full-time 
any extra money that you spend for bandwidth and speed connections and hardware are mm-hmm. always cost-effective, besides being you know, tax write-off, certainly cost-effective. Yeah, I mean, we uh, if, when we do an awful lot of uploading, <clears throat> and you'll you'll hear terms like uploading and downloading, and and most people are really comfortable with downloading because you'll download a movie or you'll download music to listen to on your personal music devices, and so you're used to downloading. But when you actually get into business for yourself, you start on the upload side of things, and what that means is you're sending information up and up into the cloud or up into onto a server, or so that somebody else can see it or that everybody can see it on your web page. And so you want to check with whoever your local provider is on your upload and download speeds, especially if right now is when you're taking the time to go ahead and look into getting a high-speed Internet connection in your house. Um, Maybe it's not something you've ever needed before. You know, you're a blue-collar kind of person. You're out doing your thing. Now all of a sudden you need to get Internet in your house. And it can be a pretty overwhelming experience. You need to know, should you get DSL? Do you go with your phone carrier? Do you go with your cable company? Um, Do you go with satellite? Um, There are advantages to all of them, but I will tell you that when it comes down to satellite, I know that satellite has some um, difficult time frames with um, the upload and download. Um, It's not as uh, quick when it comes to that kind of stuff. So if you have satellite television, it might be something that you want to look into and maybe go with your cable provider or your telephone provider for for your upload and download stuff. Um, And I'm not going to get into all of it because then then you'll really realize how very little I know about this stuff and I run a technology company. But it's something that I just, I let the guys who know this stuff do this stuff. It's very, very complicated and it can be very frustrating. So Ask your local teenager or go ahead and talk to the people the people at whatever whatever um, service provider that you're looking to work with and just ask them, will I have quick upload speed if you know you're going to be doing stuff like that, if you know that you're going to be building websites or if you're somebody who's going to be doing stuff from home that requires a lot of graphics or uploading pictures. And most of you have uploaded when you've sent a picture onto Facebook that's what that's upload. So there's upload, and that's you sending stuff to a server, and that's there's download, which is bringing the information down onto your portable devices. Um, and so always know those two words are important, and the speeds associated with them can be very very frustrating if you're not if you don't have something quick and you're working from home. And Don, you mentioned about speed tests. If, I'm sure if you go to Google and you type in the word speed test, you'll probably find a half a dozen sites where you can actually test your upload and your download speed. So just because your cable company says that you got it or your DSL company says that you got it, you might as well check it on your side because I've had technicians that are sitting here right now that were very willing to walk away from the desk that that they had just installed some stuff on, and when I looked, I was not getting what I was paying for. Mm -hmm. So speed test, and these are the things that everybody kind of goes through. And remember... Just because you see it on your computer, if you have five kids in your house and they're downloading stuff as well, it's all coming from somewhere. Now, five or six megabytes on the download, one megabyte on the upload is usually pretty good for the casual user. So -hmm. if you're looking for some barometers, five or six on the download, these are megabytes. One megabyte on the upload is usually pretty good. And then when you go through, you know, like I have, I'll give Bright House a plug. They're the local cable company by me. We get, like, this lightning stuff that goes 40 down and, like, uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's five or six up, and that's way perfect for most businesses, at my level at least, um, even if you're working from home and you got kids doing all that other sort of stuff because that does really add up relative to downtime when you have to wait, you know, sit there and push the buttons and wait. And the cost uh, relative to everything is just absolutely positively reasonable. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about this stuff during the week as well, Dawn. I'll let you wrap it up. We have a special guest that I was able to corner. Uh, so you gonna... wrap it up then. Tell them about our special guest. Okay, we're going to have a special guest that we're going to have on our on our call only because he's going to be out of the country next week, and I wanted him on this. But we're talking about stuff relative to health and nutrition, and we're dealing with FDA and FTC and uh, we're doing some stuff relative to helping him in his business with the stuff that can help you say some of the things about keeping yourself healthy. And we're going to let Axel um, start spinning some records before we finish well, up on who this Who is one. he, Peter? Oh, his name is Jim Turner. His name is Jim Turner. <laughs> Jim oh, Turner will Jim be Turner's here tomorrow night. Let me tell you, you'll want to, yeah, I'm sorry. You'll want to <laughs> listen to Jim. 
Jim's right. a really good you guy. Guys You're going to learn. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.